Welcome to the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Guggenheim. We are recapping this past week's games, week seven. I think we just need to blow up the Big Ten. I This week was wild, man. Wild. If you like the podcast, make sure to like, follow, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify. You guys know the drill. Leave a review. Follow us on X, Instagram, all those things. We should blow up the Big Ten. I know, I'm just going right for it. Um, I, I don't I don't understand what happened this week. Granted, the Big Three did their thing, right? Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, they did their thing. Good for them. Sets up a, a top seven matchup against Ohio State, Penn State next week, which should be, I think, a, a really good game. think it's going to be a defense, a more defensive struggle, but we'll, we'll get into that when I get to my picks pod for Thursday. I, uh, here's my, the, the, the thing that's just driving me nuts, it, it's two games in particular. One... Iowa beat Wisconsin with a backup quarterback and literally a, a quarterback with a QBR of less than seven. I I don't get it, and I'm not sure. I, I think maybe they lose one game in the next five. But that's your Big Ten West champion, most likely. They might get to 11-1 and one or 10-2 and two with legit... No offense. And I don't, like, Deacon Hill, his QBR for the season is an 8.3. He has 311 yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. He is 27 of 70, which is a 38.6% completion percentage. He's averaging 4.4 yards per attempt. And they might be the West champion. Listen, I, I want to cover the conference fair, fairly. I'm very committed to that. And so, on one hand, great job, Iowa, because your path to the, to the West, it, it looks pretty good. Now, I, if your offense is that brutal... And there is nothing to say because of injuries and whatnot. And, and Deacon Hill has is, is not been very good. That, and that's, that's putting it nicely. But, I mean, their, their schedule, Minnesota, Northwestern, Rutgers, Illinois, all at home, mind you, all in the confines of Kinnick Stadium, and then at Nebraska. Now, when your offense is that bad... 
anybody can come and get you. But you're playing at home for four of the next five games. And I'm not sure any of those teams, even Rutgers, really have an offense to challenge Iowa's defense in a meaningful way. Nebraska is, that's a weird game. It's at Nebraska. I think that's a possible, that's a possibility. I think Rutgers is a possibility. I think Illinois, with their newfound life, although we'll talk about them in a minute. But it's very possible that a team that got shut out by Penn State with their top quarterback is going to be the Big Ten West champion. I, oh, my gosh. And I, I get it. Wisconsin, they were down. Ches Malusi, uh, Tanner Mordecai went out with an injury halfway through the game. I get it. Like it, it, But I'm not sure Wisconsin was winning that game anyway with Tanner Mordecai. They were, they were struggling all game long. I mean, this is – the West is a mess, man. I mean, not, and not just the – the whole Big Ten is a mess outside the top three. How do you rank these teams? Like, I'm doing my power rankings, and I'm like, one through three is easy. Four is easy. Want to know why four is easy? Because Iowa is the only six and one team in the Big Ten right now. But you know how painful it is for me to rank Iowa fourth right now? Ugh. This is, guys... I don't know what is going on. I thought, I thought the Big Ten was going to elevate this season. And I think certain teams have. We'll talk about that in a minute. But let's just be honest for a minute. The, the Big Ten's a hot mess right now. It's a hot mess. I'll tell you, and, and not only that, like USC is a hot mess. UCLA is a hot mess. Washington, Oregon look great. I, I feel like I'm eating my words with them joining the conference after their game. Woo! Washington, by the way, my gosh. I really like them. They're really good. Okay, that's enough. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recap through power rankings like I've been doing. Um, and I'll get to feedback. There, there, a lot of guys uh, shared thoughts. Uh, Yankee Wolverine, uh, Bubba Alina, or Illini Bubba. You guys were in my mentions a bit on X, and I'll, I'll get to some of your thoughts. Uh, I know, I know, Yankee, you are probably uh, reveling in my rant of 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 this because you have been right that the top three, and then everybody else, you've been right about that. Um, and I do want to celebrate Illinois and Rutgers for a couple reasons. So, but I'm going to start at 14. Indiana stinks, and I'm sorry, Hoosier fans, but they they stink. They are terrible. Um, I thought I thought their defense played well early, and then Michigan just just crushed them, just crushed them. Thirteen, I got Minnesota. They were on a bye. I've got Northwestern at twelve. They were on a bye. Michigan State. Uh, they started Katen Hauser. And I thought, you know, they were up 24 to 6. And I thought, wow, this is this is good. Good, good. It'll be a good win for them on the road against Rutgers. 
And then, I mean, they just, they imploded. Now, you got to give credit to Rutgers, and I'm, I'm going to give Rutgers credit down the road. But this was, it was a, it was a choke job by the Spartans. With penalties, with turnovers, you're, you're up 24-6 in the fourth quarter. You should not lose that game. And it, it, it lends itself to the, the thought that I've had is that I think Michigan State has talent, but I think they're undisciplined. And I think with everything going on with Mel Tucker, are, are they quitting? I don't know. I, I don't want to speculate on that. But there certainly have been a lot of injuries, and it does seem like there's a lack of discipline. And to be up 18 in the fourth quarter just to blow it like that, my gosh. Um. That is not going to be a fun locker room to be in this week. Number 10, I have Illinois. And they go on the road to beat, you know, a borderline top 25 team in Maryland. You know, if you look at the Sagarin ratings, Maryland is, I believe, 32 in the Sagarin ratings. So, I mean, like in that, in that conversation of top 25. And we'll talk about Maryland in a minute, but Illinois deserves a lot of credit. I think they could have easily packed it in the way that they've performed the past few weeks. They, you know, I think Maryland does have a good roster. I think Talia Tungavailoa, uh, you know, Talia Tungavailoa, and they've got good backs in Hemby and uh, Littleton. They've got good receivers. I was shocked by this result. But you know what? They, Caden Fagan came in, ran the ball well, 84 yards, 19 carries. Luke Altmeyer did a good job. He, he only threw one pick. The defense for Illinois really came to play. Um, Seth Coleman, three sacks for Seth Coleman. Like, that's just a, a big day for him. You know, obviously that defensive line played up and, and gave Maryland all it could handle for a lot of this game, uh, held them to under 100 yards rushing. So I, it's a really good win by Illinois, and I, I'm, I was tempted to put them above Purdue, but because of the, the Purdue win, I, I just I kept, them, kept Illinois down for a minute uh, for this week. But Illinois is on the rise. I mean, I, I think Maryland is a good team. Illinois caught, I think, Maryland on a down day. Like, I think seven or eight out of ten times Maryland wins that game. I just think Maryland was sleepwalking. I think Illinois took advantage. And good teams, you know, good coaches take advantage of teams that sleepwalk. Purdue at nine, I think you could flip Purdue and Illinois. I think you could flip Purdue and Michigan State. I Like, I, I don't think much about Indi- uh, about Purdue other than I think you know they have a few good pieces but I thought they they really struggled against Ohio State and honestly I thought I thought the score should have been much worse um Ohio State fumbled at the 1 yard line going into the end zone they were undisciplined on the drive right before the half like I I just and I know Purdue's kicker missed three field goals, so I know the Boilermaker fans might be like, they could have had nine more points. Sure. Also, 
Ohio State missed opportunities to close out that game at halftime, and they they didn't they they couldn't stop Ohio State uh, defensively. And I thought I thought they had some good running plays, but their passing game was shut down. Not a lot in the passing game. Not a lot on defense. I thought it was a pretty poor showing for the Boilermakers, quite honestly. And I they need a I think they need a buy. They're, I believe they're getting a bye week to get healthy, which is good for them. Um, yeah, their, their next game is not until the 28th of October where they go to Nebraska, which that will be tough for them. I have Nebraska at 8. They're coming, uh, they had a bye week this past week, um, so they, they get to heal up a bit uh, and get ready for their next game. Rutgers at 7. Rutgers is five and two. Rutgers needs one win to get to bowl eligibility. Again, it one to come back. It was a choke job by Michigan State, but also like let's not take credit away from the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. They played hard. They didn't give up. Kyle Manungai is a dude. One hundred forty-eight yards. Scored a touchdown. I mean, salted that game away when Michigan State could have found a way to get possessions back. They they controlled the ball, controlled the clock. They have Indiana this this upcoming week. I think I think they get to six wins this week. I think they're a better team than Indiana. So they, you know, I think they have a a, a real good shot to get to six wins. And listen, I know I was talking about. Iowa maybe getting to eleven and one. I still think Rutgers can beat Iowa. I think Rutgers can beat Maryland, especially at home. So I, I think this could be a special season for for Greg Schiano. I don't want to I don't want to jinx it, but it's it's a heck of a coaching job so far by Schiano. I know it, even just the win, you know, going back, they beat Northwestern, they beat them by seventeen. I know Northwestern is not great, but Northwestern beat Minnesota. Like they have, they have two more wins than I thought they would, right? They beat Virginia Tech, who Virginia Tech is starting to pile up some wins, right? Like Virginia Tech's not the ACC bottom bottom dweller, which I thought they would be. You know, they beat Pitt, they beat Wake Forest, like they have two wins in conference. Right, they, and who knows with UVA and Boston College and uh, North NC State and Syracuse on the schedule, like that could be a bowl team. And Rutgers beat them, and they beat them by nineteen. Like this is this is I, I'm impressed by Rutgers. I'm impressed by the coaching job, the defense, the resiliency of this team. I cannot say enough about Rutgers. I really hope they get that win next week. I really hope they get to six wins. And I hope they, they do even better. I, 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 it's been a long time coming for Scarlet Knight fans. And Greg Schiano is one of the best coaches in the conference. Um, I, I think a lot of people, especially at Ohio State, associate him for bad defense, which really is was about uh, Alex Grinch and them trying to 
lead a defense together. It had nothing to do with Shiano. It was every Grinch was a Grinch is an awful defensive coordinator. Shiano is a is a heck of a coach. Love what's going on in in uh, Piscataway right now for the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. I've got Wisconsin at six, barely. I I really thought this offense would be better. And I get it. Tanner Mordecai was uh, got hurt, but he wasn't doing anything before the injury. I thought the receivers would at least be a little bit better. They I think they have three receiving touchdowns overall. The defense is, is okay. The line play is okay. But it's it's just not as good as I thought. I I thought Wisconsin could upset Ohio State. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if there's a likelihood of that at all. I'd put that before the season. I put it at forty percent. I'd put it at at ten percent right now. Wisconsin is just not a very good football team. They're they're not as good as I thought they'd be, especially under Luke Fickle. Um, so disappointing right now for the Badgers. I've got Maryland at five again. I. This is what Loxley does, and this is what drives me nuts. I think Maryland has the fourth most talented team in the conference. And you should have a layup. No offense to Illinois. You should have a layup against Illinois after taking Ohio State, uh, taking them to the third quarter and really early into the fourth quarter before that they pulled away. Like, Illinois has not been great this year. Like, Illinois is has been the walking wounded. Like, I think they were on their fourth string running back. Like, they just lost to Nebraska. They lost to Purdue the week before, 44-19. Like, what do you... And it was a home game. Like, Maryland, what are you doing? Like this is this is my issue with Loxley, and it's been my issue with Tungavailoa. There are games where they outscheme you, and they look like they are ready to take the next step in this conference. And then they have a stinker like that, and it's every year. At some point, and I say this all the time on the podcast: you are who you are. This is who Mike Loxley is: good recruiter, good developer of talent. And at least one game a year, maybe two, where you just are scratching your head and you're like, how did you lose that one? This is where Maryland is right now. You had a chance to maybe go, not not just get nine wins, but maybe even ten wins. And now, like, you're looking at best maybe eight. So, I, Terps fans, I, it's disappointing, I know. But, like, your head coach... Has a lot to answer for. Number four, I can't believe I'm saying this is Iowa. I don't, I don't understand. How, how can a team that is, I don't think they're even averaging 20 points a game. Like if you look at their, like the amount of points that they scored. So they're, they're six and one. They've co- scored 44, 24, 20, so that's 44. 
85, 85, 91, 111, 131, 146. They're averaging less than 21 points a game. And they are 6-1. and one. I, I just don't understand it. They, they have scored 146 points this season, 41 of which were against Western Michigan. And they have won six games out of seven. What? What is this? Could you imagine if they actually had a competent offense? They're the fourth best team in the conference right now. Then there's a gap, right? There's this big old gap. Because the number three team, and I think they could really rise up here in the the coming week, but the number three team is the team that beat Iowa by 31 and shut them out, and it's Penn State. Gap, right? Penn State's awesome. They beat, beat up on UMass. Special teams looked good. Offense looked good. Defense looked dominating. Again, it's UMass, so you weren't going to get much of a challenge. Um, Running game looked like it got on track. I I am a little concerned about Drew Aller. He's been good. He's been a little inconsistent. Curious, you know, I'm, I'm very curious to see how he does against a good secondary in Ohio State next week. But, I mean, again, the offense looks good. Singleton, Katrin Allen, the tight ends, Theo Johnson, two touchdown passes or two two uh, touchdown catches. Tyler Warren had a, a touchdown catch. It was in the rain. There was weather. So, like, that. that's a big, big deal too. Uh, special teams was big in this game. Defense was, I mean, dominating. Seven sacks. Good luck, Josh Simmons and Josh. Uh, yeah, Josh Simmons and Josh Fryer next week. That's gonna be that's gonna be a tough tough matchup. Number two, I have Ohio State. Uh, I'm concerned about their inconsistency. They make boneheaded plays at the worst times. Devin Brown going in for a touchdown run. He fumbles. Uh, Josh Simmons with a holding call and then a delay of game when they have a chance to go down the field and and put the game out of reach, and they don't do it. That concerns me for the Ohio State-Penn State game. Also, just the injuries. Ohio State was down to their fourth-string running back, although, to be honest, I think he probably should be either their first or second-string running back. Dallin Hayden is... I think maybe the most well-rounded running back in that room. I don't know why he's not getting more touches. Um, but Travion Henderson was out. Emeka Abuka was out. Chip Trainum got dinged up. Lots of injuries, and apparently Denzel Burke might be uh, in, in danger too. And if Denzel Burke is out, that really hampers Ohio State's defense. Denzel Burke has been the best defensive player on that team. Like he has been a stud on the outside against uh, against the receivers that he's been facing. So I hope he comes back healthy. Number one's Michigan, and it's just it's by virtue of dominance. I 
because of resume, I was tempted to put Ohio State above Michigan, but I just think Michigan, they just, they just look better. Like, they're just more complete. I do have concerns. I think their offensive line is good, not great. I thought the running game was a little weird against Indiana. Indiana has some good defensive pieces. But I just, especially early in that game, they allowed three sacks. Uh, The running game really never got fully clicking. And again, I think the offense, it was good. How much was that offense good? Because Indiana can't do anything defensively. Um, now I'll give India. I'll give Michigan credit. They did what other teams against Indiana haven't done, which is dominate from the second quarter on. But I, I just don't think they're. I, I think they are one of the best teams in the country. I just think you need to be careful. I don't think the running game is 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 where it was a year ago. I think I think JJ McCarthy has leveled up. But I I just don't think the offense is as good as maybe people think it is. I think their defense is great. I think their special teams are great. I think the offense is good. It's good. Um and I think I think it that's called complementary football, right? Michigan's defense leads to more opportunities. Is what happened in the Notre Dame USC game, right? Notre Dame scored forty eight. Their offense was not very good, but they were really complimented by three picks from Caleb Williams, which I was saying all along. USC is a fraud. Future USC listeners, I'm sorry. I love you. Get rid of your defensive coordinator. He's he's terrible. He's terrible. And quite honestly, like the offensive line, whoever's coaching the offensive line, they're bad too. <laughs> like I thought Ohio State's offensive line was bad when they played Notre Dame. My gosh. That was, it was, ugh. Ugh. it's bad. Let me get to my top 10 where USC is not in the top 10, as you probably could have guessed. Uh, number 10, I have Bama. I still feel like Bama is playing possum a little bit. Um... I I still will not be surprised if they went out and get to the playoff. I know they struggled against Arkansas. They only beat one, one by three. This is what Saban teams used to do before they got explosive offenses. They'd play some teams tight. You'd be like, they don't deserve to be there. And then like in week 10, week 11, they start pummeling teams and then they get to the playoff. And then you're like, oh, right. They have so much talent. They're 10 for me right now. Number nine, Texas. You know, they were, I believe they were on a bye this past week. Florida State, I've got it eight. It, uh, there was a guy on, on X, some of you probably know, a big, big game boomer, who was saying how Florida State is definitively a playoff team this year. And I'm like, listen, I think they have a good offense, I think their defense is suspect. You know, they, they had a dominating win against Syracuse. Good for them. But, like, they just have not – they've been inconsistent. And, like, the win against LSU doesn't look all that great. The win against Clemson, honestly, doesn't look all that great. They really struggled against Boston College. They were fighting a little bit with Virginia Tech. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised they get beat by Duke this week. 
Like, I, I just don't think Florida State is all that right now. I don't think a lot of teams are all that right now. Number seven, I dropped Georgia again because Georgia was playing with their food against Vanderbilt. And, you know, that win against Kentucky doesn't look all that great anymore. So Georgia's at seven. Part of it, too, I, I actually bumped Oregon up after the, the game against Washington. I thought those teams looked like two of the best teams in the country. I've been excited about Washington for a while. I didn't know what to make of Oregon. To go into their place, I know there were some suspect coaching decisions by Dan Lanning, but to go into Washington and to only lose by three, I I think those teams look good. I think the defenses are good. I think the offenses are good. I think uh, the quarterbacking is... I think those are two of the top five quarterbacks in the country, Bo Nix and Michael Penix. Like, they're just playing really well right now. Number five, I've got Penn State, you know, clobbered UMass. Number four, I've got Ohio State. Ohio State's a a five-and-a-half-point favorite in the game so far next week. I think Penn State should be favored, quite honestly. We'll talk about that more when we get to the picks pod. Washington, three. I'm tempted to actually move them up ahead, but I don't want to. I don't want to jump the gun since I already moved Oklahoma to one last week. I don't want to jump the gun yet. Michigan, I've got two. I just think I, again. I think Michigan's the most complete team in the country, and I think Oklahoma number one just on virtue of beating Texas uh, in in a thriller. Um, I, I think Oklahoma, Michigan, Washington right now are easily my top three. I think you could interchange them. Oklahoma and Washington based off their wins. Michigan just because of just how complete they are. So that'll do it for my recap of this week. This has been the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. We'll be back on Thursday. Make sure to leave a review. Send me an email, Talk at gmail.com. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening. Take care. God bless.